what if you could just stick it out the first part? And as I'm talking, I'm going to go down because I'm going to go down methodically. So this morning, last week I spoke about the holiness of God. And for me, it's one of the scariest things that we can actually hear about the holiness of God. Because we realize what is lacking in our lives. Thank you, Mom. Otherwise, we're going to, the front row is going to be under the door here. Should I talk so you can hear what's going on? But in our family, we, the word awesome that we all use more of the time, on the JJ, we use more of the time. Uh, what is not allowed to be used, except when it's put together with God. Because this is awesome, that's awesome, everything's awesome, but actually in the Bible, the only place that awesome is used is when we say God is awesome. Not that simple, obviously in different language, but that, that is the meaning of God. That word. And so I want to definition, the definition of awesome means producing more. If you look it up in the dictionary, you won't find any soft warning uh, feelings for, for all. You'll see serious, threatening, fear, trickery, all those words are the thing that goes together with awesome. I want to tell you a small story that happened in Bethlehem. My life, we've had some things happen in our life. We've had, uh, as you most of you know, our kids were bitten by dogs and they had about 200 inches in the head. Then we had a plane accident and then we, we've had all sorts of things happen to us. But I was, I was saying, Lord, what is the most awesome, what is the most terrifying that I've ever been? And then this story dropped into my, into my heart. Our three boys were born, and we had come up from Nelspruit to go to uh, a time together with the, the relating elders in Bryanston. And so we had organized to stay with Patty's mother and stepfather at their house. They stayed in Belmont. They were on like a small farm. And at that stage, the farms were getting attacked and people were getting hurt and they were being terrorized. And so when we arrived there, we didn't notice until we arrived. When we arrived, they told us, no, they're getting away from you again. So we said, that's great. You're going away, we're going home. I know I'm strong, but but like more than four weeks can probably take me. <laughs> so, I was much younger. <laughs> and so, we went to the meeting and we came home. They had two massive rottweilers. We didn't mess with these rottweilers. They said to us, you don't need a gun if you've got the rottweilers. But in case you need a gun, there is a gun in this place of the cupboard inside the shop. 
is a gun. So if you need to, you can get a gun. So after I do my support while I was a gun, now I can take a six of them with a revolver. And so what God has done there 
And he's actually used the Holy Spirit to speak through Isaiah to actually speak about himself. Because Isaiah, as eloquent as he was, didn't have words that could explain and, and describe the majesty and greatness of the king that we serve. So the first thing I want to say is Isaiah 40 and verse 3, it says, A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. But when God communicates with you, He doesn't want anything getting in the way of His communication. He says, prepare, prepare your heart. I remember before I went to church, which has now been quite a long time, 25 years, before I go to church, I'd wake up in the morning. I fortunately lived in Natal. And Kwazulu Natal doesn't have four seasons of the two years. It's just the same all year. So it's never cold. It's always, it's always lacquer. It's always warm. It's always nice and humid. You know what? Humidity is lacquer when you're used to it. You don't dry out like a prune. You, 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 like, you stay in good condition. And it's warm. And even then, I used to wake up on a Sunday morning. And I used to think, hey, uh, I don't feel like church this morning. I really don't feel like church. But you soon realize that you can't do it. 
And because you are trying to do it in your own strength, you can't hear God either. Maybe it's an, it's an unhealthy relationship. Maybe you're in a relationship with the wrong person. And so that's distracting you. No, but the, the, the biggest distraction I've seen is when you sit in the front row and walk. But the, the, it carries on and it says, Our words 
So we have an awesome God. I like to think about God as a God of balance. And people think, no, God's not balanced. He is balanced. We've got grace over here and we've got holiness over here. We've got peace over here and we've got wrath over here. God is balanced. He's got this and this hand and he's got something else in the other hand. And so here we see God Almighty and God the Tender One. Verse 12, it says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Folks, the oceans, the oceans, go like that. Have a look at it. The oceans, he can hold in his hand. Don't tell me this. He can hold the oceans in the palm of his hand. And he's using this to describe himself. He marks off the heavens with a span. Do you know what a span is? That's, that's a span. He marks off the heavens with a span of the heavens. I just think, I don't want to mess with this one. This this is what I can use the word awesome for. Who has mentioned the Spirit of the Lord, verse 13, or what man shows him his counsel? You know what? If you're looking for wisdom, Proverbs 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Do you fear the Lord? Honestly, do you fear the Lord? Do you realize that if you walk out the back door here, or you don't have a to walk out, you could die right where you are now, and this is your life right now as well. Three years ago, I went to my friend who is a cardiologist who was in Durnville, I was still in Durnville, and he said to me after an angiogram, you have to have open heart surgery. We need to give you a triple bypass, otherwise you will die. So I went and had the surgery. I'm telling you, with all the pain and stuff that goes on with that, I eventually said, Lord, you can do another surgery. 
I'm a child. I've, I've served you for so many years and I've, I've done this and I've done that and I've done this. And I carried on like this. And about two months ago, Betty got a call. So I've been carrying on like that for a long time. About two months ago, Betty got a call from a friend who she was at school with in the trip. That's great for all the Her husband had just dropped dead with a heart attack in the field. Without any warning. And Patty said, and I just took up this thing. Lord, you are so glad. By the end of the year, you will be there if you don't have this operation. Because I will come to I've got money, I can't do this. God undertook in a miraculous way. I didn't pay a cent. The operation was 430,000 
Take a big bucket when you go home and put one drop. What's that? Describes all of God's created universe. And every description of God's reality, we are struck by the immense distance that exists between us and God and power and size and ability and majesty. The gap is actually too big for us to measure or comprehend. And if you don't agree, tell me, can you see God? Have you ever seen God? I want to be honest, I've never seen God. Well, for a start, the Bible says if you see Him, you'll die. Except for the devil can look at Him. Okay, it's good. <laughs> but if you had to see God, see His face, you would die, guys. You'd be burnt up into a cinder. In Hebrews 1 and verse 10, it says, You, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning. And the heavens are the work of your hands. You will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them out. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. God's going to roll up the universe and just, like, I don't know, a lot of guys don't put their washing in the laundry basket. They're right. I've got this on authority from my son's. Patty's fortunate. I'm a bit of a obsessive compulsive type person. So if, if I get washing for me goes in the wash washer. The bed doesn't stay unmade. Oh, but we're going to church. No, we're making a bed. I'm a bit like, I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, God is just going to wrap up the universe and throw it into the wash basket. You know, you, you think about what about Napoleon? Who cares? What about not so great Alexandra? What about Hitler? Osama bin Laden or Saddam Hussein? Those guys we fought with these massive figures in history and when God decided they were gone.
influences God. No one impacts God. He, this is horrific. He does not need you. He does not need me. He does not need anyone. You know, sometimes you come before God and go, oh, oh, you really need me, God. Uh, do you think you could just give me a new car or whatever, whatever you need, a new place to rent or whatever, whatever's needed? Uh, you, you really need me. You know what God loves you? Because He chooses you. The Word of God says He chose us, not we chose Him. Have this one. Forget about what I say. Nothing in you attracts God. I'm a really poor devil because normally people are very attractive to me. You're trying to get lunch out of To obey God is to love God. 
Come to the front this morning and allow God to touch you. 